If a Christian man is going to overcome a porn addiction, I've learned that there are some crucial biblical steps that he needs to take. And that's what I want to show you on this episode. So here we go. time it is you're listening to the grizz podcast it's gonna be raw it's gonna be real and it's gonna be relevant we're here to guide encourage and equip you to live the manly life that god is calling you to live it's time for you to step up and man up that's what god expects and that's what this jacked up world desperately needs now here's our host jason george Oh yeah, that's some good stuff right there. Classic 90s rock, Cannonball by the Breeders. Whatever happened to them? I don't even know. So many good 90s rock bands. Where are they now? Anyway, what's going down on my brothers from Of The Mothers? Thanks for tuning in, listening to the wildest podcast for Christian men in the universe. And dude, it is. It is the wildest podcast for Christian men in the universe. You're wild, man. Wild. <laughs> I love that, dude. It's a sample from an old Beastie Boys song. Some of you know it, some of you don't. They took it from someone else. I don't know who, but it just it gets me like fired up, man. You're wild, man. Wild. Anyway, today is Thursday, December 8th, 2022, and I'm coming at you from the old Grizz Cave, a.k.a. my home office, here in the low country of South Carolina. I recently had a listener ask me what I'm doing when it comes to porn addiction recovery. He wants to know, what are the steps I take? Is there a specific plan that I follow? And the answer is, yes. There are some crucial biblical steps that I take and that I help other men take. I follow a very specific plan, and when I've gotten away from that plan, I have relapsed. That's how it goes. So let's rip into the meat of this, the crucial biblical steps to overcome porn addiction. This is going to be some good stuff, dude. So you need to get your journal, your pen, you can get your Bible. We're going to rip into the freaking meat. First crucial biblical step is honesty. Honesty. You first have to be honest with yourself and admit that you have a serious problem. Be honest with yourself. Humble yourself and admit it. I got a serious problem that I can't overcome on my own. If I could, I would have already done so by now. That's the first step to freedom. Honesty. 1 John 1, 8 says, If we say we have no sin... We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. You got to come clean. Be honest with yourself. Stop being like living in denial. Humble yourself and admit, I have a serious sin problem that I can't overcome on my own. If I could, I would have already done so by now. The second crucial step that I had to take is to confess it to God. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I come clean with myself and then I come clean to God. God, I have a serious sin problem. He's like, I know. God, I give it to you. I confess it to you. I confess that this is wrong. Looking at porn is wrong. I've committed a gross sin against you, against myself, my own body, against my family, my ministry, whatever. I just name it. I get it out. This is what I've done. The third crucial step that I had to take is confess it to a strong brother in Christ who could help me heal and grow. 
And this is where a lot of guys, they're like, oh, dude, I'll do the first two. I admit it to myself. I admit it to God. But that dude, that's it. I got this. I got this. Me, me and God got this. No, you're actually not doing it God's way. So don't, don't bring God into it. You and God got this. Because God's like, no, no. If, if you and I got this, you're going to do it my way. The third crucial biblical step I had to take is confess it to a strong brother in Christ who could help me heal and grow. James 5.16, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Are you doing that? Galatians 6, 1 and 2, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Dude, how can someone help restore you in a spirit of gentleness if you're caught in a transgression? And how can they bear your burdens with you if you don't ever open up and confess to them that you're caught in a trespass? AKA an addiction. You're caught in it. It's got you. You're ensnared in it. You can't break free on your own. If you could, you would have done so by now. You have a responsibility to go to a strong brother in Christ who can help you heal and grow and help carry that. And they have a responsibility to respond to you and help you do that. But you got to take that first step. The fourth crucial step I had to take is to establish a godly structure, routine, and discipline into my life. Establish a godly structure, routine, and discipline into my life. And I'll show you what that specifically looks like in just a minute. 1 Timothy 4, 7 says, Train yourself for godliness, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. But how do you train yourself for godliness? I'm going to tell you. You establish godly structure, routine, and discipline into your life. That's how you train for godliness. Godly structure, routine, and discipline. That means you need to completely change your lifestyle. You need more than a change of heart. You need more than a feeling of sorrow, remorse, regret over your sin. You need to completely change your lifestyle. God commands us to bear fruits worthy of repentance, Matthew 3, 8. And you can't do that without establishing godly structure, routine, and discipline into your life. Again, that means you need to completely change your lifestyle. And for that to happen, you will need to develop a recovery climbing plan. Now, here's what an effective recovery climbing plan will involve. Number one, first of all, It's going to involve an early morning routine. Some call it a quiet time, a devotion time. It involves reading or listening to some scripture, time of prayer, and reviewing your purity motivation and your recovery climbing plan. So that means you need to take time to sit down and type up your reasons, your motivation for wanting to live sexually pure. If you've never done that, you got to start there. Why do I want to live pure? You need to know your why, because listen, even if I show you the how, if you don't know your why, you're not going to stick with anything. That's how it works. Why? Why do you want to live sexually pure? What's your motivation? Come up with at least 20 reasons, type it up, print it out, stick it in your Bible. You will also need to type up your recovery climbing plan and print that out and stick that in your Bible too. Because an effective recovery climbing plan always starts out with an early morning routine. You got to have that. You get up, you get in the word, you get in prayer, and you review your purity motivation and your recovery climbing plan. Each morning, you will review both of those things along with your time in the word and prayer. You do this every single morning. No excuses. That's how you start your day. There are no days off. There is no vacation from this. It takes about 20 to 30 minutes, period. You do it. It's the grind. That's what I'm talking about, man. When I say that you've got to have a uh, godly structure, routine, and discipline into your life. It starts with the morning routine. Well, I don't like getting up. I'm rushed in the morning. I I don't really have time to do this. You make time. 
You go to bed earlier if you have to. You make time. If you don't, you're just going to keep getting what you're getting. Oh, I really want out. I really want to overcome. No, you don't. If you did, you'd put in the work. That's how it works with anything in life worth achieving. Number two, an effective recovery climbing plan will also involve attending a weekly support accountability group with godly brothers in Christ who are also fighting the fight. It's a time for fellowship, confession, encouragement, guidance, and prayer. The opposite of addiction is not sobriety. It's connection, connection with God and connection with others, other brothers in Christ. Sinful addictions thrive in isolation and secrecy. You need the constant connection of a support accountability group. I hate to think of where I'd be without that. Galatians 6.2 says, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. It's like this ongoing, present tense, continual action thing that we do. We bear one another's burdens. You got to have a weekly support accountability group. Romans 14, 19 says, so then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. I'm going to tell you what makes for peace. Getting the sin out of your life. You got to be part of a support accountability group that's going to help you do that. It's going to bring the mutual upbuilding. Let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. You can't do it alone. 2 Timothy 2.22 says, So flee youthful passions, pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Notice, you don't flee youthful passions and pursue the good things by yourself. There's no lone rangers here. There's no army of one. You team up with brothers in Christ, the support accountability group. That's how you do it. This is where an online small group, like one of our climb teams that I've been advertising for months now, is extremely helpful. You see, no matter where you are in the world, you can be part of a climb team as long as you have an internet connection. If you're traveling, you're still good. You can still be part of it. Doesn't matter. You can be in Australia. You can be in Guam. You can be in Antarctica if they got an internet connection. Every week, I'm in online support accountability group meetings with guys from all over, Georgia, South Carolina, Colorado, Michigan, Illinois, North Carolina, Utah, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, Iowa, even the UK. It's awesome. Dude, get in it. Get on it. Coaching, therapy, counseling is also a good idea if you've never done it because it can help you address past wounds and identify your specific triggers, your external triggers and your internal triggers. You need to understand why you do what you do. It really does help. Number three, an effective recovery climbing plan will also involve specific actions of separating from your sin. Specific actions of how you're going to separate from your sin. Romans 12, 9 says, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. What's that word, abhor? It means separate, get away from, get out of there, and cling to what is good. 2 Timothy 2, 22, flee youthful passions, get out of there, flee, get away from it, separate, and get it away from you. Like if a guy has a stash of porn magazines and videos in his house. I know that's not as popular today because of internet pornography. A lot of guys don't have stashes of magazines and videos like they did back in the day before the internet. But say you've got say you've got those and say maybe you've got porn stored on your computer. You get rid of all of it. You trash it. You don't keep it around and try to resist the temptation. That's stupid. You separate from your sin. You get it completely out of your house, out of your life, where you have access to it. It means you may have to break up with someone. It means you may have to quit living with that person that's not your wife that you're having sex with. You separate from your sin. Number four, An effective recovery climbing plan will also involve specific actions 
of preventing sin, preventing sin. It's not enough to separate from your sin. You must also take specific actions to prevent yourself from returning to the sin. You don't want to give yourself the opportunity to return to the sin in a weak moment when you're not thinking right. And there will be weak moments when you're not thinking right. Trust me. Romans 13, 14 says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. One translation says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and give yourself no opportunity to gratify your sinful desires. Prevent. Matthew 5, 29 through 30, Jesus talks about prevention of sin. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. Prevent. An effective recovery climbing plan will also involve specific actions of preventing sin. Not just separating, but also preventing. And I'm going to show you really specific examples of this when I get to sharing my personal recovery climbing plan in just a few minutes. Number five, an effective recovery climbing plan will also involve specific action of replacing the sin with godly, healthy things, better things. You need to find new, godly, healthy, better habits, better pleasures, better coping techniques. Separating and preventing sin is not enough. You have to replace your old sinful ways with new, godly, healthy, better ways. The New Testament is full of this language. Romans 12, 21 says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That's replacement. You want the evil out of your life? It says replace it with better things. Romans 13, 12 so then let us cast off the works of darkness. And then what? We take it off and we stand there naked? No. You put on the armor of light. That's what the rest of the verse says. Cast off the works of darkness, put on the armor of light. It's the principle of replacement. Something better for you. 2 Corinthians 5.17, my life verse. Therefore, anyone who is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That doesn't just mean like positionally in Christ. What God has done just with justification, the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come positionally. It needs to work itself out practically. The old sinful way of life has passed away. A new, better way has come. You've got to replace the sin with new, good, godly, healthy things. Romans 6, 13, do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members as instruments for righteousness, replacement. You need to find new godly, healthy habits, pleasures, and coping techniques. The fifth crucial step I had to take in recovery after I established godly structure, routine, and discipline into my life was perseverance. Perseverance, man. Establishing and living out godly structure, routine, and discipline, that can be boring and difficult. We don't naturally want to stick with anything that's good for us, guys. Not with diet, exercise, and not with personal purity. There are slips and relapses along the way, but I've had to persevere. A lost battle doesn't mean you've lost the war. When you slip, when you relapse, you have to get up, confess it, learn from it, and make adjustments to prevent it from happening again. You know, this journey we're on in the Christian life is not about perfection. It's about progress and growth. At times, it will be a hellacious fight, but you have to persevere to overcome. Now, with all of that said, I want you to stay tuned because I want to share with you what my personal recovery climbing plan looks like. This is where I take 
all of what I just shared with you and show you how it works out practically what I'm doing day to day in recovery. I'm going to grab myself a fresh cup of coffee. I'll be right back. Grizz is back. The coffee is hot. The coffee is good. Yeah, that's right. All right, I want to share with you what my personal recovery climbing plan actually looks like. Pulling it up right now. I'm going to tell you what I'll do, especially for the listener that reached out to me. I told him I would do this. I'm going to put a link into the show notes so that you can download a PDF copy of this so that you can help. uh, It'll help you create your own personal recovery climbing plan. If any of my bullets fit your gun, I want you to take them and shoot them, my brothers. So I don't consider it plagiarism. If you want to take elements of my personal recovery climbing plan to help you formulate your own, then do it. Do it. That's what I'm here for, man. Again, this plan is part of what I review every morning as part of my morning routine. And listen, guys, dude, it gets old sometimes. It gets monotonous. It can get boring. It can be like, oh, I got to do this again, but I do it again. Yep, yep. And listen, when I've become negligent or lazy and I think, oh, I don't need it anymore. I don't need to review it. I don't need to follow it anymore. I'm good. I, I, I got this now. Yeah. I've fallen. You got to stick with the plan because the plan works. I like the way uh, Joe Dallas, author and counselor, puts it. He says, like, if the medicine you've been taking, like by getting up, the morning routine, all the structure, the discipline, the accountability groups, if it's working and you're overcoming and you're making progress, If the medicine is working, why would you quit taking it? Well, I thought I reached the point where I'm good. No, you're good because you're taking your meds. You get it? Makes sense? All right. So here we go. This is, again, my personal purity recovery climbing plan. Number one, and I I say this to myself again every morning. This is Grizz talking to Grizz. Begin your day with God, Grizz. Reading or listening to his word, journaling, confession, prayer, thanksgiving, worship, etc. It's the first thing you do. Begin your day with God. Begin your day also recommitting to sexual sobriety. Say out loud, today I recommit my heart, mind, and body to 24 hours of sexual sobriety. Then ask God for his grace and strength to live that, recognizing you can't do it on your own. Number three, begin your day briefly reading or listening to your personal purity climbing plan and to at least 10 reasons why you need to live sexually pure. I don't even have to read those 10 reasons anymore, 20 reasons. I've got 50 of them, but I can just in my mind go through them, meditate on them. I know them that well. I've reviewed them that often. Number four, Daily check in with your accountability partner and keep track of your days of sobriety. Every single day, I text message my accountability partner and check in. And he texts me back and how he's doing. Number five, throughout your day, stay focused and full on good and godly things that help you heal, learn, grow, and motivate you to be a better man. You need to realize that what you continually behold, you'll eventually become. You need to realize that freedom follows fullness. So keep yourself full on good things. Utilize good podcasts, audiobooks, 
music, prayer, memory cards, conversations with Christian brothers to help you stay focused and full. Stop and worship God throughout your day. Worship is a powerful weapon, man. Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verses 19 and 20 says, Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's important just to stop in the middle of the day, random times, and sing and make melody in your heart to the Lord. Give thanks. Worship. Number six, every day I do at least one hard thing, physically and mentally. Every day I do at least one hard thing, physically and mentally, that I don't feel like doing. You say, what's that got to do with personal purity? How does that help you? Because I'm training my body, my mind, all of me that it's not in charge. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I'm master over my body. It's not going to master me. So what kind of hard things do you do? It could just be like drop and do push-ups. Go for that bike ride. Go to the gym. Lift the weights. Um, go read something. I'm tired. I just want to watch TV. Nope. Go read a quick chapter. You don't feel like doing it, you do it. Call someone. Call a friend who needs your help. Just listen. Minister to them. Check on them. Listen, every day do at least one hard thing, physically, mentally, that you don't feel like doing. You get the point? Take a cold shower. Number seven, at night have an Amish hour, a quote-unquote Amish hour. No TV, computer, phone, etc. Before you go to bed, try to take about an hour. Go read, pray, meditate, journal, whatever. I admit, I struggle with this one. I'm not as consistent with this one, number seven as I need to be. Number eight, plan your week in advance. Plan your week in advance. Man, get your calendar up on your computer or if you use like a paper planner, but plan your week in advance. Prepare for potential days, times, and places when and where you might be tempted. When you're at your best, you need to prepare for your worst. Part of it is uh, what I call just carpe diem. The old Latin phrase, seize the day. Plan your week in advance. Prepare. Like, one of the things we do in climb teams is if a guy realizes, hey, my wife, my kids are out of town. I'm going to be home alone on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They tell other guys, and the other guys are like, okay, how are you going to plan for that? You don't want to be home alone and bored. Is everything locked up like it needs to be, your devices and all of that? Do you got covenant eyes on things? Are you ready? You got this? If you're feeling tempted, what are you going to do? We're going to reach out. That's right. You're going to reach out. We're going to get out of the house too, right? Yeah, I'm going to get out of the house, go somewhere public. You plan your week in advance. You prepare for potential days, times, and places when and where you might be tempted. Number nine, you get continued coaching, counseling, therapy as needed to better understand yourself, to learn, to heal, to grow. There's no shame in that, dude. None of us got it all together. Even the best coaches and counselors and therapists that I know, they get coaching, counseling, and therapy. Number 10, keep focused on the specific calling and mission that God has given you and work towards it. That's the principle of replacement right there. You got something greater, better to do for God, what he's called you to do. Focus on it and go do it. Number 11, every week attend your support accountability group. The opposite of addiction is not sobriety. It's staying in connection. Number 12, every week attend a good Bible-believing and teaching church. Number 13, when feeling stressed, anxious, depressed, lonely, or in major pain. These are all internal triggers I could deal with or do deal with. Reach out for support. Reach out. Phone a friend. Ask for prayer. Get encouragement. Don't isolate. Don't wait. Don't medicate. Call a friend, accountability partner, a coach, etc. Tell them what you're dealing with. Tell them it feels overwhelming. It's triggering you. You want to go to the 
the old sinful drug. Number 14, keep Covenant Eyes accountability software monitoring your online devices and do not allow any other browser or apps that allow you to view junk. Keep your phone locked up with a password that you don't know and set it up so the Covenant Eyes app cannot be deleted off your phone. Make it so you can't delete it off of it. Or what's the point of having it? Because in a weak moment, you'll just say, well, I'll delete it off, so now I'm not monitored. Well, that did you a lot of good, Einstein. Number 16, don't watch or listen to any media that contains arousing nudity or sexual content, TV shows, movies, YouTube, music, video games, podcasts, audiobooks, magazines, etc. Check the rating and content before consuming. Now, hang on, I'm going to be right back, guys. I need to get up and go shut my door. I realize my daughter just came home and it's going to get noisy, so... I'll be right back. It's me. I'm back. All right. So as I was saying, don't watch or listen to any media that contains arousing nudity or sexual content. You got to watch the things like certain TV shows, movies, YouTube, music, video games, even can be arousing certain podcasts, audiobooks, even magazines. Don't get them. Don't look at them. If there's any kind of pictures or images that are arousing. I'm learning, dude, you got to check the rating and content before you consume anything. Number 17, don't subscribe to channels and networks that provide sexual shows and movies. Number 18, avoid edging. Avoid edging. What is edging? Edging is looking and listening to things that are not technically porn, but they arouse you. I heard one guy say that, that they're, uh, he described edging as using porn substitutes. It's kind of doing the same thing for you that porn does, but you think you're doing better because you're like, well, I didn't technically look at porn. You're edging though. You're getting close. Edging will eventually lead to a fall. So avoid edging. Number 19, avoid being home alone and bored. Go somewhere public. Get connected. Do something constructive. If you feel tempted at all when you're home alone, nothing seems to be working. Again, just leave. Get out of there. Number 20, be consistent with healthy eating and exercise. So what does that got to do with purity? Listen, discipline in one area contributes to other areas, period. The reverse is also true. Undisciplined, lazy, sloppy living in one area spreads like a cancer. And all of a sudden you'll find yourself being undisciplined, lazy, and sloppy in other areas of life. It could be with your mouth, your spending, Things that you're clicking on, looking at. Discipline in one area contributes to other areas. Number 21, maintain good sleep hygiene. And every week, take a personal day for relaxation and good pleasures. A quote-unquote Sabbath. For me, that's go mountain biking, go hiking, fishing, a date with my wife. Watch some good movies, fiction book, hammock time, take a nap, pool, beach, sports, etc., but you got to have time to rest. Sleep is important. Good sleep hygiene. Go to bed when you need to. Get up when you need to. If you're tired, you're run down, you're more vulnerable. Number 22, go to bed when your wife goes to bed. Don't stay up late and watch TV or browse online. At night, you're run down, you're tired, and you're more vulnerable. She goes to bed, you go to bed. Number 23, look women in the eyes. Look women in the eyes, and if they're dressed provocatively, then bounce your eyes away, flee the area, and remind yourself, she's someone's daughter. She's also someone whom Christ died for, and she needs a salvation. That's what I do. You think I don't notice beautiful females, especially when I'm in the gym or something, or I go to the beach, but I'm learning what to say to myself, and this is very powerful. I was at the gym last night, a beautiful female walked by and 
she was wearing something very revealing. And I just said to myself, she's someone's daughter. She's also someone whom Christ died for, and she needs his salvation. Bounced my eyes, walked away, went over to the piece of equipment I was working out on, kept working out. But at times, if it keeps pulling at you, then reach out to your accountability partner if you need to. You got to quit looking at your accountability partner or group as like just the place you come to and you confess after you've messed up. I've sinned, so now I need to confess it. No, you need to contact them when you're feeling tempted. Yo, this is what's up. Man, I'm just struggling. I was at the gym and this one female's really got my attention. I found myself wanting to keep focusing on her or maybe I wanted to go over near where she was to get a better view. Just get it out. Just open up. Yo, man, pray for me and then let them talk some sense into you. Number 24, don't meet alone with females. Now I'm particularly talking especially to married men. I don't meet alone with females. I don't at all. I keep it public or I have a third party present. If a woman, I don't care if it was a real estate agent, insurance agent, whatever, that's like, I I need to talk to you. We need to meet. Great. We'll do it in a public place. We're not going to meet privately. I'm not going to ride in your car with just you. I try to protect myself like that. Not just because like, oh, do you think you might do something, Jason? It's also just to like avoid the appearance of evil and also to avoid that some false accusations could be said of me. Number 25, don't flirt with females. If they flirt with you, disengage and flee the area. I hate when I see married men flirting with females. Happens all the time. I've got a beautiful, very attractive wife. I know that. Drives me nuts when guys flirt with her. They don't do it if I'm there. Yeah, they know better. I will maul them. That's right. Anyway, um, but they do. My wife tells me they do. She's very aware of it. So for me, don't flirt with females. And if they flirt with me, disengage, flee the area. Number 26, don't touch females. Only a firm side hug is appropriate. Like, I don't go around touching females. I don't, I don't grab their hand, hold their hand. I don't give them a soft, gentle hug. I don't do a full frontal hug embrace where their, their boobs are up against me. I, I don't do that. I do a firm side hug. That's it. That's all. That's how it's always been. You know, my oldest daughter was home recently, and she was talking about somebody that gave her a full frontal hug at one of our parties here at our house. She was like, Dad, it made me feel so uncomfortable. And then my, my oldest daughter, like, she's... She never gives me credit for anything. <laughs> I don't know if you got a kid like that. Um, but she said right in that moment, made me feel good. She goes, she looked at mom and she goes, dad doesn't do that. She's like, you don't do that, do you, dad? You always do like a firm side hug. Like she's never read through my battle plan. She sure don't listen to my podcast or anything like that. She doesn't, she, she doesn't know that that's something I'm very intentional about that I have written down. I'm like, no, you're right, Autumn. I don't, I always go for the side hug and I keep it really firm. I don't want to be soft and delicate, romantic. How are you? Are you okay? I don't do, I, mean, I don't play that. I got a wife. I've got daughters. Dude, anyway. I also don't go get a massage Unless my wife is also present and it's a couple's massage. Just don't do it. Number 27, don't have private conversations with females. Text messages, emails, social media, etc. I always keep my wife in the loop if I talk to other females. And always allow your wife to have access to all of your devices with the passwords. It's important. If there's a female that I've got to connect with and talk to, I can think of some that I was talking to privately about stuff with my Lyme disease issues. They were helping me. They also had Lyme disease. I kept my wife in the loop. One of them, those females was married. I kept her husband in the loop. I said, are you cool with that? If her and I talk, 
about this. She's like, absolutely. She already told me she was going to talk to you and try to help you with Lyme disease and get you some stuff and, you know, tell you what you need to read. I was like, great. That's awesome. Takes away the potential of anything happening that shouldn't be happening. Number 28, don't talk or joke about perverted things. It's a form of edging and it can easily trigger. I admit this one can be hard. It is so easy for me to talk and joke about sexual things. It's just, I'm not making excuses, but part of it is just how I was raised around certain guys and joking. And part of it's our culture. It's very easy to do. I struggle with this. I don't do this perfectly, but that's why it's in here. I got to remind myself, Jason, you got no business talking and joking about perverted things. Don't do it, Jason. Don't make light of it. So I'm very careful with that. I don't go around correcting others when they do it either. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to come across like a Pharisee. Ah, hey, dude, you just joked about that woman's butt. You just made a perverse, grotesque comment about her hindquarters. Baby got back. You think that's funny? You said I don't I'm not like that, dude. Nope. I'm just working on me. I got enough to worry about with me. Number 29, when I'm traveling, I don't use the TV in my hotel room. If I'm all alone in the room, I don't use it at all. I only use my devices, my computer, my iPhone, and I can watch anything I want. I can watch a game on my computer, my iPhone. If I wanted, I can log into any kind of subscription service I want. But guess what? Both of those are monitored by covenant eyes. Number 30, I continually evaluate my life and my technology, and I eliminate any potential triggers. Technology is always changing, evolving, so you got to evaluate it constantly. Is there anything new I've gotten for my birthday, for Christmas, just had to pick up for work, someone said to get this, it'll really help? That could be a potential trigger or lead to something. Number 31. Unconditionally love and encourage your wife and kids. Listen to them, pray for them, and constantly be a humble servant leader to them. Help make their lives better, successful, and blessed. Again, it's a principle of replacement. Instead of porn, focus on that. Unconditionally love and encourage your wife and kids. Listen to them, pray for them. Constantly be a humble servant slash leader to them. Servant leader. Help make their lives better, successful, and blessed. Be about that so that you're just like, I don't even have time for porn. This is what I'm about. And listen, it's going to bless you back if you do that. That is satisfying. Number 32. Help other men find victory in Christ. Guide, encourage, equip, pray for them. It's what I'm doing right now. It's why I'm taking another large part of my day to put all the notes together for this podcast episode to get and record it like right now. Then I'll go back and I'll edit it and then I'll publish it. And then I got to advertise it and tell people it's out there and it's available because I want to help other men find victory in Christ. I'm constantly trying to help guide, encourage, and equip other men, other brothers in Christ, praying for them. Again, the principle of replacement I was talking about. It's not just about separate from the sin. It's not just about prevent sin. Replace it with better things. This is the stuff I need to be about. Number 33, almost done. If you relapse, Jason, immediately confess it to God and your accountability partner and group. Then figure out why it happened, how it happened, and immediately make the necessary adjustments to prevent it from happening again. I always tell guys that I work with in the climb teams or with one-on-one coaching when they have a relapse, watch your game films. Well, no, man, I just want to tell you, I, I messed up yesterday, man. I fell. I looked at something. I feel horrible. I need to get that out. I'm glad. Okay, can we go back and review what your week looked like and what led to that? 
Well, man, I don't really want to do that. I just need to get it out. I just want to move on. No, we're not going to move on. We're going to watch the freaking game films. You want me in your life. That's what we're going to do. You asked to be part of my climb teams. You asked me to do one-on-one coaching with you. We're watching game films. There's not going to be some quick confession of a relapse. We're going to figure out what happened, and we're going to make adjustments. That's how it is, man. That's what you do. Failure. Listen, failure, relapse, it's difficult. But it can be an awesome opportunity to learn and grow. Remember, as soon as you relapse, I tell guys, number one, contact and confess. Contact your group, your partner, and confess. Get it out right away so that a relapse, oops, I slipped, I messed up, I looked at something, I masturbated, so that that gets out right away. We stop it right there before it turns into a binge. Number one, contact and confess. Number two, watch your game films. Watch your game films. Figure out why it happened, how it happened, and what we need to do different. How can we make the necessary adjustments to prevent, there's that word, prevent it from happening again. And then number three, take action immediately. Take action immediately. Don't wait. Get that thing locked up that needs to be locked up. Get the covenant eyes on that thing that you need to. Get rid of that thing that you need to. Put a password on that thing that you need to. Whatever it is, you do it right then and there. Take action immediately. Then number 34, last one on my personal purity recovery climbing plan. Above all, never quit climbing. No matter what opposition, resistance, failures, relapses, setbacks, or obstacles you encounter. Keep strategically fighting your lust and your sin until the day you die. Remember what John Owen said in the mortification of sin. Be killing your sin or your sin will be killing you. Victory is attainable, but it takes time, man. It takes time, it takes determination, it takes perseverance, and it takes the help of your brothers from other mothers. It won't come quickly or easily. So never quit climbing. Persevere. So there you go, my brothers. I hope this helps you in your fight to become the man whom God's calling you to be. Stay tuned for a couple important closing items of Grizz Biz. All right, a couple closing items of Grizz Biz. Number one, please leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to the Grizz podcast. Do you listen on Apple Podcasts? Do you listen on Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen? Please leave us a rating and review. Would appreciate it. Number two, share this episode with a friend or your men's group. Like right now, just stop and copy the link to this episode and shoot them a text message and be like, yo, man, you should check this out. It really blessed me, challenged me. Punch me in my freaking nose. I'm bleeding right now, but it's good. I like it. I'm licking the blood. I like it. You got to get some. Number three, support the show, man. If it's helping you, then be a blessing back to our nonprofit ministry. Dude, we need that, man. Go to narrowtrail.com. Click on our give page and you can set that up. Even $10, $20 per month. That's a huge help. And it enables us to keep putting out more solid content just like this every week, dropping it once or twice a week to help you, to help other brothers around the world support the show, man. Let's go, dude. I don't be bringing like five, six, seven commercials on the show, affiliates and sponsors. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't do that. (laughs) Number four, let's see, Grizzbiz. We have, uh, no, I'll tell you about that in a minute. 
We hope to have some Grizz Tribe shirts, hoodies, hats, stickers, and patches for you to put on your rucks. I like patches. We hope to have those available in early 2023. Me and a good buddy, friend of mine, Cam, Cam in Alberta, we're planning to make it so that a portion of the proceeds from everything bought of our Grizz merch is going to go to help victims of sex trafficking. That's right. We want the proceeds to go to that, a big portion of it anyway. We will be partnering with a solid organization who does that. I'll keep you guys posted as things develop on that front. And you're going to be able to represent Grizz Tribe. You're part of it. Let's see. What else? If you don't have a good support accountability group to help you in your fight against porn and sexual sin, then reach out to me. Let me know that. I'd love for you to be part of one of our climb teams. You can email me at info at narrowtrail.com, info at narrowtrail.com. Go to our website if you want to learn more. There's a short online application, narrowtrail.com. Click on the climb teams page. Dude, what happened to my good music, man? I love that guy, man. You're wild, man. Wild. Anyway, if you want to be part of a climb team, go to our um, website, narrowtrail.com. Click on the page, climb teams. Um, I will say this. The guys who are in a climb team, it is helping them. They're making progress. It's crazy, dude. It's so awesome to see. The opposite of addiction is not sobriety. It's connection, dude. So if you're interested, let me know. And lastly... If you want to do a few sessions of one-on-one coaching with the Grizz, let me know that too. You can go to info at narrowtrail.com to reach me, or you can go to our website, narrowtrail.com, click on the coaching page. Uh, I meet and talk with guys online through Zoom every single week, dude. It's what I do, man. You know what I'm saying? I do it because I'm wild. You're wild, man. Wild. I know. I am. I am. I, I pride myself in being You're wild, man. Wild. All right. I'm out. You guys have a great weekend, man. I'll be back at you next week. You're sick of that song, aren't you?